when you're wrestling with your kids, there's a connection there because you're both engaged in the same thing. There's it's tickling, it's wrestling, it's lifting people up and, and dropping them. There's a game. There's a simple game of, of, of wrestling and, and lifting and, and laughing. And that's all it has to be. And there you, there you are together. The two of you are doing the same thing. Your energy is very similar. everybody welcome back to parenting on purpose today is all about bringing out your inner child and why you should while you're engaging with your little ones i have best-selling author i have best-selling coach matt pete rock here with me today all the way from seattle washington welcome to the show how are you sir i'm doing great thanks for having me on Ah, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, since you know, I used to live in Seattle. It's kind of like a homecoming, and kind of jealous that you guys get seasons and it's always hot. But hey, that's okay. <laughs> we'll definitely trade it for the sun. Yeah, yeah, we're still in the heart of winter here, so you're probably happier in Florida. I do miss the trees. The first thing I thought when I moved to Seattle is like, oh my gosh, like these are trees. Like everything in uh, Florida looks like a shrub in comparison to what you guys have going on. Yeah, for sure. We got we got the best trees. And it is the Evergreen State. It's beautiful. So I'm so excited to have you on the show. Um, everything about your website, your courses, your books, everything that you do really embodies your love of creativity. Um, so we're going to start in an interesting place. I want you to actually start with the story of your last name, because I think if that doesn't embody the creativity that you guys have in your family, uh, nothing does. And then from there, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, the creative path that you've taken in your adulthood and now how that's kind of come into play now that you're a dad yourself. Yeah. My wife and I, when we got married a few years back, we decided to combine our names because we kind of wanted that fresh name that would embody both of us and uh you know why not you know i think we live in a time now in our world and our culture where you can kind of make your own labels for yourself and uh you don't have to necessarily stick with traditions if you don't feel like they fit for you and you can have fun and play and kind of make your own rules just like when you're playing and being creative that's awesome i love it that's so cool that's fantastic. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I know that you've written books and you have courses. I know that you engage a lot with children at preschools. Um, talk uh, talk a little bit about what you do and the importance of uh, play. Yeah, everything I do kind of involves play. I'm a dad, for one thing, of a two-year-old. And so we play constantly and I have to find new ways to, you know, get him to engage his imagination and be silly. But also I have to get on his silly level. I teach preschoolers in Seattle and I'm been doing that for about seven, eight years. And I come in every day with a ukulele, some puppets, musical instruments, and I have to those kids keep me on my toes. I have to always be ready to make up a song on the spot, make up a story on the spot, respond to what they're giving me. And I think all parents should have some ability to respond to what your kids give you, even if it's bonkers and wild and silly and just go with it. Don't overthink it and just have fun. Uh, yeah, I make art. I'm abstract artist too. And that's very improvisational as well. Written some children's books, which are just kind of, again, just capturing the silliness, the simple joys that children find in life. Yeah. Do you find that um, keeping this, I mean, 
I don't know if this is like asking a tree, like if it has bark, but if uh, that's an analogy, I just made <laughs> but, but I don't know if this question is going to land because you are so creative, but do you see the benefits in like your cognition as an adult or just maybe your energy levels uh, because you allow yourself to engage in that play versus, you know, other adults who kind of take a more serious role and they're, you mm. know, I feel like it might be limits you a little bit. Yeah, I think it's easy to kind of define yourself as an adult. I'm an adult. This is how adults behave. And you kind of have these stereotypes in your mind that you have to conform to yeah. as an adult. Well, you don't necessarily have to. You can, you can break out of that from time to time. Of course, you know, there are times to be an adult. And when you're a parent, you have to be the adult a lot. But you can also stay, you can get on the kid level get in that playful state of mind. And it actually, is, it, it provides a lot of uh, relief. It, it relieves stress. It frees up your thinking. It raises your energy levels. I mean, I honestly just think it's good for you. It's, it's just fun. fun. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fun. like my favorite way to decompress after, after a day of work. I know it's so good. That's awesome. So I know your course is mainly about teaching parents the benefits of play and like how to help engage with their kids. Um, so I don't know if you want to start there, but I'd love to learn, you know, some of those tips or what you see most frequently, anything that feels, uh, feels right for you. In your yeah. Um, I think one of the best things that a parent can do with their kids and based on the things that I was doing in my course, like twofold, one is movement. So just put on a song and dance and move with your kids and don't overthink it. Don't try to look cool. In fact, cool has nothing to do with it at all. Uh, be silly, be awkward. If that's how you feel, just be it. You know, your kids aren't judging you, not your preschoolers anyway. Maybe your teenagers are, but, but that, yeah. <laughs> that's not what I, I don't teach teenagers for that reason. But, uh, you know, and then vocally, you know, practice doing call and response. Call, the simplest game that you can do with your kids vocally is call and response. And you can make it up on your own. You could say, let's go outside. Let's go outside. Let's go play. Let's go play. You and daddy, cool. you and daddy making our way. I mean, just, you know, it's a freestyle. You mess it up, you know. Yeah. And it's amazing how quickly kids get call and response. You know, maybe not your two-year-olds two or your babies, of course. You know, kids have to have some language going on. But, like, it, it, call and response, I mean, I find it works. I can teach kids within, like, 10 seconds, you know. I think even younger kids, like, I really even think, like, you're, you know, one. Like, I think music speaks to a different part of your brain than the linguistics, mm. right, from what I my and I think that even can develop earlier. Mm -hmm. So depending on where they are with the rest of it, it might even help them catch on. I know yeah. my son was so into music so early. And I, like, it was those god-awful Coco Melon, like, oh, whatever yeah, yeah. era. And everyone's like, and we're not big, big, big TV people, but I love the music. And he learned so much vocabulary from listening to the yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's a great way to teach. Yeah, them. yeah, I totally agree. And you can do gibberish too, awesome. you know, if you don't even want to use words. Repeat after me. Boom, boom, cha. Boom, boom, cha. Z da zo. Z da zo. And then you're getting those sort of like uh, enunciation, vowels, uh, consonant kind of practice too, if you want to look at it kind of educationally. But it's also just kind of fun. Um, and as kids discover how to make noises, they start to explore that stuff because they're like, what can I do with my mouth here? Like, you know? 
yeah. Oh yes. I have a two. I have a just turned three year old boy. There's a lot of fun voices. That yeah, come along exactly. With that. Uh, <laughs> Does that answer your question? I love it. Yeah, I like the call and respond. I think that's a great one. I I wonder if um, I th- I think it's very valuable to have tools for parents um because everyone engages differently. Yeah. And I don't think there's a right or wrong. It's just whatever feels fun to you. I know, like, each family has their own mm-hmm. and And as your kids just kind of see what you do along yeah. with that. Um, but I think a lot of parents on our channel are here because they want to just be open to some other yeah. things, right? And if they're people who are in the garden and they're maybe not musically inclined, then maybe it would be fun for them to do that. Or if they're a little bit more mathematic and, um, you know, puzzles and the rector sets and maybe – they want to explore more arts and crafts and like that type of thing. So if I understand correctly, like anything that has to do with movement with your body and your, and rhythmic type things, just voice is kind of integrating all that and just having fun. Yeah. And just not overthinking it really just doing it, just going for it, you know, like, uh, um, you know, cause kids aren't really thinking in the way that adults do. They don't analyze in the same way that we do. They're not planning. They're not, doing that on the level that we do that. So we need to just turn off our, that part of ourselves and be more impulsive, kind of more spontaneous. Um, yeah. I know you mentioned before, um, before we started recording, just the importance of being yeah. present yeah. as a parent. It seems like a great, like as long as you, where your attention goes, your energy flows kind of thing. Right. So if you're present, they kind of, Spirit moves you, and whatever whatever goes. If you're very present to your kids, then you're gonna get ideas for what to do because you're just feeling out that moment. I love it. Now you talked a little bit about um, before about meeting your kids on their level. Can you speak a little bit about that and how that changes as their cognition and their abilities change, and then maybe your um, our ability as a parent to like engage and play with them as they develop. Yeah, I think it kind of comes down to like empathy. You're just basically. You know, it'd be easy to discount a kid's behavior. Oh, that doesn't make sense. No, that's wrong. Like, it's weird. I don't understand you, you know, because kids are, they're expressing themselves in ways that maybe we don't immediately understand. And so it's easy to discount them. But if you can get on their level, oftentimes you can kind of figure it out, you know, or you can guess and like try things and, and, and intuitively sort of connect with them. It's a hard thing to describe, but like, you know, when you're wrestling with your kids, there's a connection there because you're both engaged in the same thing. There's, it's tickling, it's wrestling, it's lifting people up and, and dropping them. There's a game there. It's a simple game of, of, of wrestling and, and lifting and, and laughing. And that's all it has to be. And there you, there you are together. The two of you are doing the same thing. Your energy is very similar to use an, that as an example. Like, you know, if you're singing gibberish songs, la, 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 la. If your kid's singing like that, don't be like, that's not a song. You know, be like, oh, I like the song you're singing. La, 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 la. And join in. Even if it's awesome. a little bit of gibberish and it's, you don't know what the song is. Something they're just making up. You know, I think as adults, it's easy right. for us to be like, oh, I don't understand what you're doing. You're, what you're doing is weird. And then, I mean, that can be very unhealthy for a kid to hear that from. <laughs> yeah, it squanders their career. Yeah, now it's, that, that sets off on an es- uh, cascade of things, right? Now it's like, oh, I'm not being approved of. It, who I am is not okay. I have to yeah. change. And it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. 
And then, and then it's also, it's also just, we, because we think we've gone through it, even though we're so disconnected from it as adults, we think we understand it. And it's kind of the opposite. Like every time I was challenged with something through the, you know, the, my children growing up, I was always so introspective that I'd be like, what, what is this? And I would like research it. And when my son who has an incredibly like verbose vocabulary, he would go back to these random stages of like just sounds and phonics and gibberish. And every time he did, it always was a preface to him actually having like massive mm. gaps. So, cause they're breaking, they're deconstructing. Yeah. Words. So now they might know how to say ball or beach, or, but now they're messing with each little yeah. component. It's kind of like stringing noodles on a string or playing and seeing how the primary colors interact. They're just playing with the elements of their world mm -hmm. to see what they can do with them. And if we're not present as parents, we could like very easily shut it down. That. And it's, that's scary. Yeah, it is scary. Yeah, it's not good. And it's easy to forget that what kids are doing is pretty sophisticated. Like you said, they're actually, they are figuring things out very proactively and very effectively. Like you said, they're, they're actually working. It may seem random. It may seem yeah. nonsense, but it's actually not. It's actually really effective and it's helping them to grow. And it's us who are, who don't understand. They know what they're doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like effortless mm -hmm. for them, right? Like we've gotten to a place in our life where we don't play anymore, right? Like that's kind of the whole vision behind what we do. Like struggle has replaced flow and work has replaced mm. play in our life. So we, we kind of juxtapose that on like any entity that comes yeah. to our home, you know, like, so instead of just letting them work on us, which I think happens, right? That's the joy of being a parent. That's why people have so much fun yes. with it. That's why we keep doing it. I don't know. People keep having babies for some reason. Right. So. I mean, even the most serious parent can get really, uh, really learn that new, that joy from having a kid and remember what it was like to be a kid by having one. Yeah. Right. Thank God. Thank God for that. I know. I saw this really cool TED Talks a few years back. Uh, my husband and I watched it before we uh, decided to have uh, get a Gabriel. And it talked about like when you're alive and you're younger, you have like these really high, high emotions and you have these super low, low emotions. And then throughout age and through response of other people and through feedback and through criticism, you start to really hedge your emotions. So you're still feeling like ups and downs, but it's yeah. like this, like it's nothing really crazy. And then you have a kid. And so for the first time, like you feel elation and you feel like deathly dread all within like a millisecond span of each other. Like, don't touch that outlet. Yeah. And, oh my God, you just said a word. And it's like for the first time ever, we're not hedged anymore. We're allowed to really feel the spectrum of emotion. And the net result of that is yeah. joy, even though there's some low, low moments, which just goes to show you like what you're saying with play. Um, it just gives you more of a, I guess I think of it in my head, it just allows you to kind of have a higher resonance and frequency. So you kind of pick up on that stuff more because you let yourself yeah. be there, right? Super fun. That's so cool. I love that. Um, so if if people aren't, uh, you said something about like getting on their level. What does that mean to you when you say getting on your kid's level? I think it means kind of trying to match their energy. and. You know, not, you know, if my, if my son's frustrated or angry, I don't have to, of course, match that perfectly, but I can show him that I'm with him right now while he's feeling frustrated, angry. I can keep eye contact. I find that eye contact is really, really important. Whether you're having fun and playing or whether it's a sad, angry moment, 
you don't have to have cons- constant eye contact. Of course, that's unnatural. But like, make that sure. work. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, my uh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah like, don't, don't take me too literally here. <laughs> to, like, stare at your kid and not blink. Like, you know, uh, freak him out. But, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but like, I notice when he's mad, he wants me to notice. He wants me to look at him, and when I look at him and I nod my head, yeah, I hear you, man. It m- tends to move yeah he feels recognized and if he's feeling zany and i look at him and i'm like ah and i match his zaniness he feels validated and he feels like oh yeah love it you you reckon i don't know what it is like about seeing somebody else do what you're doing makes you feel good you know what i mean if like i you know if i was to you know, if you were to say to me, hey, I really like the shirt you're wearing, then I'm like, that's, that's, thank you. You know, I like your earrings and I do like your earrings, great earrings. But like, if, uh, thank you. <laughs> if that's a kind of a, our adult version of that, right? You know, we sort of like, right. we recognize yeah. things about each other at, that make us feel seen. And for kids, they have their own version of that. If I tell Wit I like his pants, they may not mean much to him. But yeah, if I exactly. match his dance moves, that means something to him. He's like, oh, and especially because he can Love make that. an adult do something. Like we're constantly making our kids do stuff for them to make us do something. And not because they're yelling at us that's necessarily, awesome. but because we're having fun together. That's meaningful. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And, and it's meaningful like in a deep way that I don't fully like understand other than i'm so happy to be a, like in that participatory mm-hmm. presence and just like like it's interesting i've had i have the most incredible parents i have the like most incredible parents um but i just think there's a difference in um like age group uh with like our generation versus theirs and that type of thing where you uh allow yourself to like not go into those stereotypes or like the play mode um, or maybe it's just because my parents I, I had older parents right maybe it's a different story when you're younger and they're more energetic I don't know but they did must be amazing incredible and they're very energetic but my point is like they're not gonna like, get on the floor with you and like giggle and do that kind of stuff the way that I I do but they um they still allow they still allowed me to do it yeah. which is like really cool so that's that's awesome enough you know like I was a theater I'm a goofball and a comedian and I teach and stuff. So that's a little more in my wheelhouse. It's not everybody's wheelhouse. I mean, sometimes you just got to be present. Like you said, like you don't necessarily have to get on the floor with your kids, but if you, if you recognize, if you just watch and listen, that goes a long way, you know, just being present, just literally being in the room, (laughs) you know, and not being on your phone, you know, and not being on your phone. Yeah, I saw that a meme the other day that like just it like scared me to my core, and it was like kids trying to connect with their parents, and their parents were like, you know, in the way we all get when we're in our own yeah, and it was like, wow. and I, I and I understand there's so many utility utility oh yeah yeah phones and it's important, and it's not like you said it's not it's not how like often, but there needs yeah. to be time where like you really are connecting. You said something a second ago, it reminded me of. Uh, an, a South African tribe that uses um, that I, I want to say it's North African. I think I just lied to you. It's North African tribe, and they use this term called Ubuntu, and it's like I see you, not like I'm looking at you, but like 
because I understand you, I have a better perspective of myself. And, and because I see you, I, I know like how we're the same and different, like all together with mm-hmm. right? Like how cool is that? But when you were describing like getting on your kid's level and really just being like present and experiencing things with them, I think that's part of the, um, you know, tribal process of being a human mm-hmm. that predates, you know, where we are now in life. And it's really just that experiential, like they're being mm-hmm. seen, they're being validated, they're being um, told you are safe, you are here, you are, um, you're valued for being different. Mm-hmm. Than you are. What you think so? Yeah, it is. And yes, it's super important. So, with all of your experience with kids and uh, teaching, have you noticed like a difference with kids who have this type of an um, environment at home readily versus like kids who don't? No, I couldn't really speak on that. I don't. I just haven't. I couldn't. Don't have enough people in my life to have witnessed sort of those different energies. I would just have to. Uh, I'm sure it's it's out there, but I feel like my friend groups and my social world is fairly similar. Like you, you know, or kind of. It's awesome. You know, you, you kind of hang out with like-minded people, and I, I have kind of a bunch of silly, pretty, uh, mindful oh. folks who, yeah, I don't know what they're like about behind closed doors, but uh, yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> Well, your vibe attracts your tribe, right? And I, I think um, where my my intellectual curiosity was going is like, is there a benefit or a detriment of or of not? But I do also think that kids are resilient yeah. and yeah. they're smart. And I think that if there's a part of them um, that isn't getting that simulation mm-hmm. at home, they're going to find it other places. Like I go pick up my son from daycare and before I let him see me, I just I just watch him interact and like he's an incredible joy at mm-hmm. home as well but he is different right like the personality that it's just cute to watch your kids be mm. people without totally. influence and just see how they are so i can totally see that kid like just really like that's why the arts are so important sports and and music because even if it's not something they're getting at home they can at least yeah. That. Yeah, we I can't, you know, we can't be all things to, to our kids, you know, and, you know, that'd be it'd, yeah, it'd be exhausting. It's just impossible. And like, that's why it's so important to have other adults around and other kids and other people who can teach your kids about stuff that you don't know, you don't know how to teach them. And like, they can learn from these different influences. And um, like my little guy, he's going to be an only child, most likely, but he's very gregarious. He loves people. And so I see him having a very strong social impulse that is going to take him in directions that I could never predict, you know, and uh, that's exciting. It's, it's really crazy too. It's like, like you said, it's like, wow, you're just your own person. Like you, I mean, you've gotten some stuff from me certainly, but like, you're also like a mysterious entity that, you know, is going to go on its own path and, yeah. Yeah, and you just sort of trust yeah, to that so because awesome. yeah, like, there's no there's no perfect formula, and you know, parents that might seem like they're not doing a good job might actually be doing a great job. It's really important yeah. not. I really try not to judge other parents unless they're doing something really extreme. For sure. But like, because you know, <laughs> yeah. if any parent has taught you anything, it's like yeah, no judgment because yeah. I you don't yeah, know. Like, <laughs> 
That's so awesome. That's awesome. Um, you said something a second ago, and I thought of a question about it. Now I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember. It's fine. Reel it it back in. Um, I love this. So, what with? Um, so I know you you play music. Are you teaching your son to play any instruments or? Yeah, that's a good question uh, because. Yeah, I, I I am, and I I yes and no. He's two, so he's still pretty small. But what I my philosophy at this point has been like just play around him, like, and then if he wants to play, let him play, and he does. He actually will pick up the ukulele and strum it. He picks up our guitar and strums it. He'll play and he'll try to sing like his the little this kid songs he knows, like Ba Ba Black Sheep and Twinkle Twinkle, while he's kind of strumming. So he, and that's him. Like I haven't really asked him to do those things or pushed him because. I just don't know how effective that is. You know, you hear all the stories about kids who were forced to play piano and it just didn't work. And like, you know, in some ways forcing kids to do things does work because, you know, they stick it out and then they end up, they end up doing it. But then sometimes you got to let kids discover things for themselves. It's a hard balance. But yeah, with him, I just try to have instruments around. I let him watch me play. My wife plays. So he watches her and, you know, if he nice. didn't have any interest, then it'd be like, okay, he's not really inclined at this point, and that's fine. But he does—he is drawn to it, but he, you know, just kind of does it when he feels like it. I wonder what part of that is like him being inclined to it because he's like pre-genetically disposed because you're both really good, or I think I honestly just think all yeah. kids are just drawn yeah. to rhythm and movement, and like I just, I, you know, I just have never been in a room with kids in music where like young kids are like, nah, no, no, right, like I know. Never. I, I teach music to preschoolers and they are 99.9% of the time into it. And even the really quiet kids who are observing and not really uh, engaging physically, sometimes those kids are actually taking in the most, which is also pretty wild because it. their brains are just like sponges and they have to process things from a distance. And then suddenly they, they're, they're in. So, yeah, but yeah, I think music is very universal. I can, Go out on a limb and say that. Yeah. Well, we're energetic beings, right? So it's frequency, it's energy, it's it's uh, attunement, and I think there's, you know, even if you're not even looking at it from a scientific or spiritual perspective, it, it yeah. just makes sense, right? Because it's it's those same frequencies. I also can see kids like being gravitated toward it because it's a way to like physically move energy. Like yeah. I think as human beings, we've obviously through, you know, through generations have adapted this differently but i mean i remember even learning about tribes that just stood there together mm. and they just like shake as like a as like a mechanism to like get back to homeostasis mm. so i don't think those are always taught i think that's kind of just a part in, in our protoplasm yeah. and our genes you know so we enjoy movement right it's just part of who we are as people yeah that's a good fun. point uh and i think you're right like with kids they're just compelled to move and compelled to like they just like bounce, they literally like bounce around, you know, and just like run and like kick and kick their legs in the air. And like this, this movement thing is so inherent. Like we have to like remind ourselves, like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to schedule my physical exercise. Yeah, yeah I'm going to stretch. Yeah. Whereas them, they're just like constantly like doing it. And uh, <sighs> yeah, so it makes my job pretty easy in some ways because they're just ready to go. I think in some ways it'd be harder to teach adults. Just because I'd be like, okay, guys, let's just get up and dance to the drum. And they'd be like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got my phone. No, it's, it's awesome. 
<laughs> oh man, that's just, kids are, they're such great, like teachers, mm-hmm. it's such a blessing. I think preschool does a really good job of not like putting people into a box yet, right? Like it's for the most part, the schools that I've seen and or been a part of are very like, you know, Montessori or like wide or just creative based just to get kids into yeah. a lot of different things. And that's part of like, I feel movement is a huge part of that. Like the more we move, the more you're physically interacting with things and it gives kids the the space to yeah. be creative, right? Um, I read the study once. I'm, I'm curious to see what your thoughts are and if you find this correlates with what you've what you've seen in your work. Um, Crayola did a study at AN at age seven is when they did a study amongst like customers. And at age seven is when uh, a huge dip occurred and when they would uh, kids would interact with their products. And then they did like um, studies around that with what kids drew when they were given crayons. So all the way up to age seven, it was very like fantastical, fun, rainbows, like colors used in different things, maybe like purple skies. But then age seven, something like happens and everything obviously starts to fall into this box where it's like the sky is blue, the grass is green, birds are this color, houses are like boxes yeah. now, they're not octagons or something creative. So basically, basically it's like the bastardation yeah. of activity at age seven. <laughs> age seven. Wow. Um, do you notice that when working with kids that there's like a, a plateau or a drop? Well, I teach kids that are younger than seven, but what you're saying makes a lot of sense to me because even when I was a kid, I remember when, when you, we started to get taught how to do things correctly. Oh no, this is what the accurate mm-hmm. realistic version of a house is. This is the colors that you would realistically use on a tree, you know? And so I think we've all been through that where we were sort of indoctrinated into like the more correct way of doing things. And, you know, it's like, there's a place for that. It's okay to be a realistic artist. It's a great thing to be a realistic artist, but you always have to leave space for imagination and fun. And like abstraction is my favorite art. I love messy, colorful art. I like kids art. I like stuff that just looks like it was made by a kid, even though it might've been made by like a 60 year old uh, artist who's been studying for decades, you know what I mean? And like, uh, I think a lot of adults have to relearn it. We have to kind of go back and be like, how do yeah. I just make, like, I know a lot of friends, arts, artists who are like, or people who are like, I don't really do art. I'm not good enough. And it's like, well, art's really not only about being good. You can be good. It's great if you can draw a very, you know, beautiful tree or a, um, a landscape, but you can also just do art for fun. And that's okay. You don't have to be good at it. Like adults are constantly talking themselves out of doing things because they're not good at it. Why do you have to be good? Because other other adults might judge right. you. Well, yeah, that's legit. Like, I don't want to be judged, but like, also like, how happy yeah. are they, man? Come over to my side. I, I may be sucking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You gotta dance like nobody's watching. You gotta make art. You gotta, you know. I mean, I make art, but I am not a trained artist. I just make it because it's fun. And I've tried to get better, but I've also like just always reminded myself like just have fun. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've never met somebody who's, like, so, so enjoys doing something, and they're just really bad. Right, right. I've never seen (laughs) it, right? Like, if it brings you joy, and I don't care if you're off pitch or whatever, like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And it's so amazing. That was a beautiful mirror, because I think every parent goes through that, and as much as you 
we try, at least in my, I'll speak for my house, as much as we try to like allow our children that space, like it's something in you. Um, like today, my son is playing next to our car and it's like, oh baby, don't play on that side. There's cars on that side. Go play over here. This is where the grass is. It's safe. So it's like having to discern or differentiate that from, oh, a house yeah, doesn't have yeah. that type of door, right? Like it's almost so innate in us that we have to be like, yeah and like then let them do their thing it's just so yeah funny. keeping somebody safe is a little <laughs> different from like shutting down somebody's impulses you know what i mean but it is tricky because sometimes you don't really know what you're doing like if it's uh if you're inhibit if you're overly protective or you're being too micromanagey like that is tricky we're not i mean it's i i mess it up but hopefully you're, you're yeah yeah but they don't know they, they just see love and, you know, the kids are so resilient and that that's beautiful. I, I always tell people the more that you, the more that you think you're doing a bad job mm. or the more that you like think about it, it just mm-hmm. means that you care and your kid is so yeah. happy to have you. Right. So as long as you dispel that uh, judgment, sometimes you just have fun. Like you're doing the best damn job that a kid could ever ask for. Yeah. That's, that's all. I agree. That's that's all a lot of it. Just, just, just try, just keep trying. Cause you're probably doing a pretty good job and like nobody aces parenting. Just nobody does. Like if you get a B plus, then you're killing it. You know, <laughs> you're really killing it. We're going to set a bell yeah, curve on parenting. So, you know, like... <laughs> Do you find that there's an easier um, or like a better intro uh, instrument mm-hmm. for kids? Cause I hear guitar mm-hmm. really a lot. Um, and I'm just wondering if that's cause there's, is that like a good gateway um, i think the and- ukulele is a good one because you can just learn to strum it and it's very small and you can hold it but i honestly think the best gateway instruments are percussion whether it's a drum a uh like a, a shaker even or like tapping sticks together pots and pans clapping cool. all those sort of like rhythm hitting stuff kind of instruments i think are the best because that's like the bare, that is like the original instrument, probably, you know, like the drum. I'm guessing a yeah. drum came even before a guitar or a flute. I think flute, guitar, and drum are kind of, they've been there, for, they've been around for thousands of years on, in some way. But like a drum, every kid that I teach can can smack a yeah, drum, of course. you know, and yeah. And it's satisfying and you can get it for pretty, you can get a great fine drum for pretty cheap and you know, or just use a pot and pan with a spoon. And pot and yeah. pan. Yeah, exactly. A yeah, exactly. spoon and a pan. <laughs> and then try to sing the That's songs awesome. the kids know with them, like Twinkle Twinkle and um, Happy Birthday. And while they try to play that drum and not be too hard on them, you know, like, that's not rhythm. You're off rhythm. Like, yes. they're too, like, relax, you know? Uh, <laughs> my, my brother uh, and his wife uh, gifted my son for Christmas a drum set. And it's like it's got like a snare and a bass. It's got like a little, it's a little setup. He has like a, he has a little seat, and it's like so funny because he just like in his like you don't even mm. go in the same room as him, and he's like putting on a concert. He's like thank you, and he sits down, and he's like, and now this one, and he's like telling his dolls like, or like his trucks. That's like, awesome. What are you gonna do? It's like the best thing ever. I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, so good, so good to watch kids play. I just like, I love it as an example of like, what would our life be without yeah. inhibitions, right? How much more. Fun yeah. And you can have. always learn later how what to be that? really, really good at something. You can go get your instructor, 
when you're 10, if you're still playing the drum and you want to get better, then go hire an instructor and you can refine that. But when you're really little, you want to just maintain that, that ability to be free. And then you can hone in. Like I like it when kids sing loud and proud and they don't have to sing prettily, just sing loud and proud and confidently. And then if you want to learn to be a, to sing like a Disney character, there's vocal coaches who can help you do that down the road. But if you're too nervous, you're not confident, then it's going to be really hard. So if you can learn to just be comfortable with yourself early on, then you can refine it down the road, you know? Yeah. The confidence thing is huge. You're so right. Cause it's just any, any yeah. type of expression, right? It just tells kids like I'm safe. Yeah. And you'll have fun with this. Not I have to be reserved. Yeah. Besides there's so That's many singers point. out there who are not this. pretty singers, but they're amazing. You know, they have interesting voices. They're gravelly voices. They have oh yeah. Really low, weird voices, you know. So there's that too, you know. Yeah. What is it like the beauty is in the yeah. eye of the beholder, right? Like some people like that more sultry, some but yeah, of course. Yeah. It makes it so fun. Well, my whole husband's family is all Polynesian, so I've just learned uh I learned to stick to my things which are like cooking and sports. Like I love music, but and I love and I love singing. Then I get in a room full of them, and I, I feel like so remedial. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I have to like let myself learn to play again because I'm like, wow, you guys are like really yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's real. I, I know what you mean. Uh, they're so bored with it. It's so cool. I've never seen such a a widespread um, like pre proclivity. Mm. I guess is what I call it. Like so many people being so good, but it's not. It's it's genes, but it's also like yeah. these kids are born and they're like given ukuleles and they're like, you know, they're all yeah. around that jam session church and those type of things it just becomes part of the yeah. culture. Exactly. So cool. And that's kind of what we're trying to do is like make play and having fun a, a, a cultural thing, whether I mean, our little family cultures, you know, even though it may not be related to your, your cultural background, you know, like I'm Irish and I'm influenced by Irish music but I wasn't born and raised in like a pub playing traditional Irish music. So it, I had to learn it kind of later on in life and try to kind of pick up some of that stuff, but it's never too late, you know, and you just, and you got to do oh, you. Dude, yeah. We're always learning. And if you stop learning, then, you know, yeah. life's not as fun. Well, this reminds me of what we said at the very beginning, like we're at a, an age and a place in our evolution where you can decide like you were talking about the context of your name, but you can decide what your family value system stands for. And just because you were given one doesn't mean it's what you have to create. Mm -hmm. forward. And if, you know, adding creativity and play and presence with your children, um, you know, even just 30 minutes a day of uninterrupted phone down yeah. on your kid play, if that's part of what you want to gift them as a legacy, yeah. I mean, I venture to say it'll do a lot more, a lot more good than, you know, a 401k sitting somewhere or something like that. So uh, that's awesome. I, I think that's a great, I think that's a great lesson and a beautiful, a beautiful thing that you guys are teaching. It's really awesome. Uh, can you give us I have one more question? And then I want to tell people where they can find your work. And yeah. you. I know you were showing me your books and it looks so cool. Um, my final question is if parents can do one thing today or, you know, tomorrow, depending on time they're listening to this, um, to just add fun into their day, the one tip that they could just inject into their day. Uh, Have a next? dance party. Just play some tunes and just act a fool with your kids. And if you sit at a desk all day long, it's really helpful to do it too, because you loosen up your body, loosen up your muscles. You connect with your kid 
at the same time. You don't have to prepare anything. Just play some music over a speaker. You know, Happy by Pharrell Williams. That's a good, good, good go-to for me. Yes. You know, uh, yeah, I have a little dance party. You know, add throw yes. in some instruments dance if you party. want. You know, that. throw in some costumes if you want. But you could also just <laughs> yeah get crazy. That's so good. I love it so much, Matt. This is great. You, uh, you're it exudes in your energy, and um, I'm just so happy for your son and how Wick gets to experience that. And uh, it'll, I'm sure he's going to do some incredible things in life because you're giving him such a beautiful, uh, you know, childhood with all all of that fun. And that's awesome. Uh, please let our parents know about your course, where to find you, your kids' books, how they can. Yeah, if you go to you. my website, Maddie P Creations, M A T T Y P, as in, uh playful uh maddie p creations uh com that'll have everything you that i do which i have a couple children's books that i've written there's links for those there's a link for my udemy course on how to play uh imaginatively with your kids it's really affordable it doesn't takes you about an hour to do but it's a there's a ton of stuff in it and i also have a youtube channel so i have like stories music and songs with kids on youtube there as well that's maddie p creations dot com and i also make art so if you're looking for some cool colorful wild abstract art you'll find that there too uh thanks for having me on the show this is really really fun you are so welcome um so it is uh, full disclosure it's 10 10 here on the east coast if my husband was downstairs for putting our son down uh he has one of those monastery yeah. beds that's like on the floor so what ends up happening is we all fall asleep oh, yep. when we're reading to him um, but otherwise, I would have loved for him to come down and play and uh, have a quick jam sesh. But we're going to keep your keep your info. We'll definitely do it. Yeah, and if I head off now, then I can also I can say goodnight to my son, who is also being put to bed right now on the West Coast. So. Perfect. At a much, uh, much more <laughs> yeah. respectable time than mine. <laughs> but it's okay, because we have a lot of fun. Yeah, no judgment. Me. You do. Yeah. This was great. <laughs> This was awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Guys, we love you so much for being here. Thank you. You guys are awesome parents. Um, You guys know the drill. We'll see you next week. Until then, stay beautiful, stay inspired. Thanks, guys.